Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So what do they do? Yeah, so I wanna break it down now. Like, like you know me, I like to be super practical. And I think there's, there's two distinctions, right? So there's people who, um, maybe, okay, let's break it down even simpler, three. Three categories. Someone who has never hired, who doesn't have a local staff, who doesn't have a virtual staff, who needs to make these hires now, their business, they've gone beyond capacity, and they're like, you know, let me quote unquote save money, you know, or let's say they're working from a home office, right? You know, my audience is micro businesses, right? So solopreneurs, sometimes they're working from home office, sometimes it's just a home, ain't any office, it's just that dining room or kitchen table or, you know, <laughs> right. edge of their bed and whatever it is. Um, and and they, they're beyond capacity, someone says, oh, you should just outsource. It's get someone out in the Philippines for, you know, five bucks and, you know, it's gonna be amazing, you know? Um, and that I feel like is one category. Then there's another category of a business that has local employees and either for expense reasons, capacity reasons, whatever it is, they want to either add or replace in-person employees with outsourced. And then I think you have people like me where I already have a full virtual team, right? And so if I'm expanding, I'm almost definitely expanding virtually at the same time because it's super working for me. And then I'm just asking myself, do I want to hire directly or do I want to hire through an outsourcing company? So I feel like I want to, I want you to address all three of those, but go in order. Let's go. Over. Let's start with the first guy who's working on his bed on his laptop, and he's like, "I just need I need help. I need someone else to do this." And his friend says to him, "You should outsource in the Philippines. It's so cheap." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, because here, like, I'd have to get an office, and I'd have to whatever, and like, I don't even know, and I don't really know." I love these guys, right? I don't really know right. how to delegate. Oh, if I get someone there, they'll just do it. That's great. Um, so, what does he need to know? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great way how you put all of that together. I love it. I love it. Uh, so the guy who's sitting on his bed on the laptop and trying to make money and sell online, probably Amazon because everyone's into mm-hmm. it today. It's probably um, Amazon. I mean, he might be a real estate broker. He yeah. might even be like, you know, he, he could even be like a, a coach or, or a therapist who has an office with hours and he just wants an assistant and someone says get a virtual assistant. But it's that solopreneur who doesn't, who's never hired before, who doesn't have any kind of staff. Right, right. So uh, somebody, somebody in that situation, um, uh, it really does also depends on the type of work they want. Sometimes people want just temporary work. Sometimes people want part-time work and then full-time. So what I would say is, of course, if you're looking for full-time, full-time work, you know, you have the options of using a company um, that, you know, such as work assisted, right. That would, would have someone trained, managed, vetted and, and handle basically everything for you. That would definitely be a good option for you. Um, or you use another company, let's say, such as Upwork. Now, let's, just be, let's I, just be clear. Your company's name is Work Assisted. Yes. That's yes. your company. Okay. So you just, I, I'm not sure if everyone realized that, if they thought they'd have to check out that company. That's Aaron's company, guys. He's like, you have the option of using my company where we train and manage. <laughs> we train and manage and handle you're like, everything. You're like, this company out there, they're great. You should totally try them. <laughs> it's his company. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you train so, and manage them. <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, so you can use that type of company, or you can use a um, you can go online freelancing. Try you can try Upwork, try FreeUp. You know you can get full time people. There are people who are successful with it. I can't say it doesn't ever happen, but you have to make that decision. Do you want to have to first of all take a chance on figuring it out, 
um, even if you figure it out, right? When you're trying to outsource, you're trying to give things over. If you have to now become a manager and supervise and check the screenshots and all those things, you have to ask yourself, is that a good decision? Do you want to spend all the time doing that? Um, I, I know that, you know, with other people that even if they know how to do it, they just like, they can't get stressed out if the guy doesn't come to work. Right. Um, and then one of the challenges that come there is that sometimes they'll say they'll come to work and you expect them to come every single day. And then on Friday, they're going to say, Oh, sorry, I can't come. You know, my uncle's sick in the hospital. My grandmother died. I mean, almost every single one of them say that. And, um, while I, you know, while like really some of them can work with you for years, um, like I've also worked with these type of employees who were at home at one point and where they just excuses always came up and this is, this is how they were thinking. This is what they were doing. And it was kind of treading on water at some point because every time I, I, you know, this was not for, you know, my call center, this was another business. I was actually testing them out early on. Um, and they, I just heard a list of excuses then. And at that one point I figured out that it wasn't really true, obviously. Um, so if you're looking to do full-time, you need to take in consideration of what it's going to take in order to get that done. Um, and are you willing to tread on water for some point until you happen to find this one person who's amazing? Um, it may work. It may not. Again, you take that into account, um, with regards to part-time or, or temporary, of course, use Upwork. Um, it's a great company, FreeUp, I know about. Use them. Yeah, I know that I, I'm, I'm friends with the guys in FreeUp. I'm one of them specifically. Um, right. It's awesome. So, yeah, they're great guys. Right. Um, so it's, that's, it's a totally different thing, though. Like, FreeUp, they find you people, and then it's completely up to you to train, onboard, manage, everything. Exactly. Um, Upwork exactly. is the same. They, they have a whole base of people, right? Um, I don't know. I don't, I've never used Upwork, honestly. I've used Fiverr a lot. Do they even take any responsibility for their people? Uh, like, they, they don't like to. They don't um, vet them, right? They don't do any vetting. They just say, like, this is a marketplace where, you know, people can meet other people who can provide services, who have talents, and you can hire them. And we're just here to, like, let you guys connect. Exactly, exactly. So you, when you go there, you can probably see, you know, the experience that they've had and check out their stuff and, and see the previous work. But uh, I've really honestly tried all of them, and I've always had that struggle. Um, some businesses, like I said, you could do great. Um, I've actually had someone who reached out to me who's using Upwork and had 25 employees on Upwork, and they wanted to switch over. I can't even imagine how you can run such a big team working 25. with Amit. He showed me his monthly invoice of what he paid everybody oh every month. And I just have never seen a, that size of staff just from Upwork. But that, that yeah, is really massive. It's really big. It's really big. And it could work. Um, then again, you have the challenges. And are you willing to take that chance? Um, you know, it's not even about a chance. Again, it should be a good decision on your part about what's worth it for you. Um, that's, what's the that's advantages? Really so, like, let's say, you know, for our, like, you know, um, Ben on the bed, let's say, yeah, <laughs> our Ben on the bed entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so like I, I name all my avatars. It's just like how I think we started actually doing um, like this whole, a whole marketing for staffing methodology and as the economy gets stronger, you know, and, and it gets harder to find the people that you need. Um, so with our elite clients, we started doing this whole thing with marketing for staffing and creating target avatars for staff. It's working amazing. And I always name them. You want to hear something so cool? So yeah. I name them. And then no joke, my clients are finding people with those names. 
Like I just had a client and we said he needs to find a secretary. It was a male secretary. So we named him Sam's secretary. And then he's telling me about this new guy that he found who looks really good. And he's calling him Sam. I'm like, okay, but what's his real name? He's like, I see his real name, Sam. <laughs> I'm like, no way. I like that. I like that. It looks like they're really taking your advice to a very intense level. Dude, dude, it's true. No, he didn't look for a guy named Sam. It's just like he, we, we created the entire, you know, demographic, psychographic profile of the staff member, really figuring out who it was. So, so I'm calling this guy, you know, these are my clients. So like Ben on the bed, right? So this, is, this is like one of the clients that I work with. Um, so let's say Ben on the bed, should he hire virtually? Should he not? What, what would be the advantages to him to yes, do it like this? Like, is it a good idea? Would we say to Ben, no, make your first hire local? Like what, what would we say to Ben? Cause I believe there are a bunch of Ben's who are listening. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of Ben's. Um, so what I would say is it really also, it depends on the type of work you want to give over. Not everything makes sense to outsource. Uh, while I have an outsourcing company, I, some things I strongly recommend that you do not outsource. Like which what? Means that, let's say, for example, um, let's say social media marketing, right? Maybe not in real estate because it's very different. You just post a house and sometimes that really, you know, people are into that. Um, but let's say a social media marketer. Many people have asked me in the past, oh, Aaron, can I do social media marketing with you? Um, let's say, for example, that type of thing I would say never outsource because you're trying to get connected with people and you need to have people who have the same understanding mindset. It can connect. Like I would even go as extreme to say maybe not even hire anybody from out of the country, even if it's a first world country. I hear, meaning it's fine to hire and it's fine to quote unquote outsource, but not abroad because the culture is going to be so different. It's not going to communicate the level of connection you need to your audience. Exactly. That's, that's cool. just for social media. That makes right. so much sense. Cause the way we teach social media, like we can totally outsource this, but yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> that makes sense because you are, you're, you're, having someone pretend to be you and your company, and if they come from such a different culture and mindset, it's never going to come across. Exactly. Now, customer service obviously could be done because like you're still interacting, that, that can be handled. But to this level of intent, and you're trying to connect people to your brand and to speak, you know, connect with the mission and the statement. Uh, it might not resonate with people, again, from, uh, you know, out of the country or even different parts of the country. Again, you're, you have to hire based on mindset and focus and, you know, yeah, I have a lot to say on that, but I like that. Um, so it depends anyhow. what you need. Depends what you depends need. What so you like need. Basic then again, admin tasks. Yeah, admin tasks can be done. Admin tasks can be done. Um, but sometimes you need someone in your office, which means that if you have people who are calling you up, I've had you know many people I've spoken to, and they it really makes a difference of who answers the phone. Let's say because they expect that person to meet up with them in person or you have a very, the way your office is set up and then you need a, let's say you need a secretary that'll also go and send things to the mail for you or to actually make photocopies. Now, of course, if you wanna outsource, you, it doesn't have, you know, you don't have to be so rigid. And I mean, people don't have to be so rigid and they can just, you know, maybe assign the copying to someone else. I've had um, my virtual but, assistants email things to my printer, order me food online to get delivered to my office. Right, right. I once had a client, it was very funny. Um, this was like way back in the day and they were, I guess they were very funny um, how they wanted to hire like a virtual, um, not, secretary or nanny or babysitter um, that would follow up when the kid would get picked up from school and that would go ahead and then you know order amazon products for the baby and the kids and would set their doctor's appointments up 
um, follow up with the teachers. I mean, people have gone to pretty extremes, and I that, know they that can, is like, really interesting. It was very interesting. Like literally and, a personal assistant, but like not at all in person. Like a family personal assistant. And that's really cool. That's it's again. Um, I I I would not do that anymore. When I we mean, were just if starting I could be out, extremely racist, like they were looking to hire a wife. Like that's totally what they were looking to do. <laughs> no, the wife was busy doing other things, shopping. Right. But that's why I was saying no. That wasn't racist. That was misogynistic. Yes. Um, like, <laughs> In theory, but I always say I need a wife. <laughs> right, right. It, and, and it was just, it was just so funny. But um, now they could do a lot of things for you. But I, you know, the way to be the most successful with them, right? At the end of the day, even if you're a smaller company, you at that, you just need to focus on your needs for the moment. Right now, you're smaller. Um, you don't need to focus so much about scalability. So, in, in the sense that, you know, if you want to hire out a big team, it should be very much like. Um, organized and very, you know, task-oriented and repetitive and, and easy to duplicate the work. Um, but if you want to get very specific, like follow up with appointments and, and as in, um, let's say, like you said, order food, maybe, who knows, maybe you have a team of four people and it just takes too much time to order the pizza. Again, that's possible. Um, but no, if like I'm in meetings all day. So like, right. I'll, I'll just like quickly message when I says like, I need lunch now. I want this. And like those three minutes it takes to go online, order it, put it through, I just didn't even have. Right. So that, that's, that's amazing. Or like so. I'll send a voice note because um, my team works, like we work on a, not a 24, when we had someone in the Philippines, we were on a 24 hour clock. Um, right. But we work in flip time zones. So I'll be heading off to bed. And so like, I remember one night um, I was heading to bed and I was flying the next day and I was like, okay, I need a packing list because like I have too much going on. So I sent a whole voice note to one of my assistants. I was like, okay, here are all the things I need to pack anything else you could think of, throw on there and email it to my printer. I wake up in the morning, pull the sheet out of the printer and, uh, and go pack. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's awesome. I love my virtual team. They yeah. do everything while I'm sleeping. It's amazing. I, I, and people love that. I love the it. only thing is that you're, you're very lucky to get that. Now, the, the reason I say that is because, again, number one, that other people, I mean, you probably know how to work with them well by now. Other people might not know what it takes to even get to someone at that level, which means is that, you know, to have somebody in a virtual assistant or an employee or working remotely to expect them to understand exactly what you want. Again, it really takes all those instructions that you need totally. to, to get done. Totally. And and I've, I've got my people trained for years. Actually, some of our clients are like, could I, could I have one of your assistants? I'm like, no, no, I made those. <laughs> like I went and I found them and then I spent tons of time and energy training them. Mine now. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so you see you did your homework you did we you have to do in order to do that i now, hear so even when you outsource so this kind of answers my third question which is that if you're going to outsource through a company it sounds like you really do have to do something similar you don't necessarily have to train them in the raw skill because the company will do that but you do have to do a full onboarding in terms of how things work in your business um a full training as if i was hiring them myself right right well to a certain extent, which means, let's say, when we get a client, of course, we want the client to be hands-on to a certain extent. So um, we were hands-on with you, maybe. Like, let's say, let's let, let's say I hired you. Let's say I need, and, and this is a real thing, right? When we launched the next cohort of Marketing Magic, we've seen with the last two um, programs. So Marketing Magic is our group coaching program where you never waste money on marketing again, right? Um, and so it's an eight-week program, and during what we call open cart, right, when people are signing up. There's just, there's, there's dozens of people emailing, messaging, and my, my current team just completely maxes out. Um, so I don't need 
an ongoing support team all the time. I need one that's really, really available during open cart and then, you know, semi-available during the cohort to answer any technical questions and things like that. So if I did that, I wouldn't necessarily train all the people. I feel like I would hire a company like yours and I would like train you. This is what I need. This is how we do it. And then you would train them. Yeah, so that's how that would go. So we I would like have, that. That's the reason why we have the industrial Guys, Aaron might have just gotten a job. I like that. That sounds <laughs> fun. But that's exactly why we actually hire an industrial engineer that works there. Um, it's not cheap. But the reason being is because we really need to understand your business. And then once we have that from you, we'll take that and then train your employees. Now, of course, you can, <clears throat> it depends on the size of the company. We, we have clients who actually speak with the employees on WhatsApp. And in a, in a group with a supervisor and then they like the supervisor doesn't get involved, but just, you know, just to oversee things. Mm -hmm. And we want like as much connection as possible. On the other hand, that if it's for bigger teams, they're not really that connected as much, maybe just with a team leader, um, you know, when it works, let's say. You yeah, that a, makes so much sense. So I like we handle idea. all that and we knew, we make sure that we ask you the right questions. So, <clears throat> so, so I think that's it. the difference really, right? Like if, if I were to think about it, <coughs> the difference between hiring virtually on your own or through a marketplace like free up or Upwork is the amount of energy effort training that you have to put in versus hiring a company like yours, um, guys plug for work assisted. Cause this sounds super cool. You do a lot of that. Right. So we handle all that. And, um, Love it. <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that. Um, but then even then, like, you know, we've seen a lot of, even from these platforms, sometimes we've seen people who, you know, the vetting process, you still need to be careful for, right? Because then, you know, what about security issues? People are many times worried about security and then how do I give them my passwords? And I mean, if you wanted to work with you, you still need to be able to, you know, be, make yourself a vulnerable little bit. And no, we have a really cool tool actually, because we're all virtual. Um, yeah. There's a really cool tool called one password, number one password. Oh, okay. I was going to say something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, wait, what's another one? Cause that's the one um, that, that we Yeah. So were, we use um, something called LastPass. It's actually phenomenal. Okay. Um, it's a I'll Chrome extension and basically you're able to share access without showing your password. Exactly. So that's and, what one password is. Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> right. so my programmer is the one who brought me one password. He's amazing. Um, yeah. I'll look at LastPass also because we're not um, we're not yet committed to it, so we're still like testing it out. Um, but after we like you know hired and fired a couple people in like a mm -hmm. short span of time as we were expanding mm -hmm. six months ago, I was like, got to redo all our passwords again. Got to like this was ridiculous, you know. And I was yeah. like, we definitely need a better answer than this. It's it's hard if you don't have a good one because everyone has a million passwords for a million different uh, logins. Totally no, and and something like LastPass or One Password. So so guys, what this is it's a password management program. You basically you only need one password for yourself to log in and then you can control permissions. So you basically make someone a user and then they get access to all the different accounts. The last pass or one password holds all your passwords. See, this is where I get nervous because then I've, you know that expression like don't put all your eggs in one basket? Right. This to me is like the definition of putting all your eggs in one basket. Like That's if they true. get hacked, I'm super toast. <laughs> right, right. But that you need to balance on your own. It's like, is it worth it me making my life crazy or just taking a chance? And then hopefully nothing happens. You know, this is, I, I know LastPass is pretty well encrypted and um, you know, there are probably, I mean, I would also probably trust them more than another, you know, than just having things on my own just because For sure. For sure. it's, it's the trade-off. It's the trade-off. Their whole business that relies on security, right? right. Or, I know, but like recently, um, I don't know if Facebook got hacked or crashed. I didn't look at the details, but like, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp went down for a day. 
You know, like know, the I bigger know. you are, the harder you fall. Yeah, yeah. Target got hacked, the government. Um, yeah. every, I feel like every other week I get an email from some other service that I subscribe to. We're sorry. We're, our, our data has been compromised. We'll keep you updated if you are one of the people whose data was compromised. And I've gotten free Experian memberships and free whatevers because my data was compromised somewhere or another right. in some service. Um, but well, I that's that. why two-step verification is very good. Sometimes it depends, you know. Yeah. Let's say on, on Google, if someone's hacking your email, I had people try and hack my email before. And then I got a message to my phone saying, is this you? But, uh, you know, okay, you I like that idea. I like that idea too. Cool. Awesome. Right. So that makes so yeah. much sense to me. So, uh, we're like already getting close on time, but I have two more big questions. Okay. I'm going to ask the first one first. And the first one is, so I feel like I have my answers for Ben on the bed and for me right? Like those two ends, but that guy in the middle, you know, let's say he's got, he's got a small business, five, 10, maybe 15 employees in an office. And he's hearing from his friends or seeing online that people are saving a ton of money by outsourcing. And he's thinking to himself, Hey, I'm paying these people, you know, um, really high wages. Let's say, you know, he's in a big city like LA or New York where, you know, the, the minimum wage just keeps going up. Um, maybe I should hire abroad. What would you tell that guy? Like, should he replace his staff with abroad? Should he add abroad? If it's working, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not going to be as much of a savings. It is a savings. Like, what does he need to know about outsourcing? Oh, let's give him a name. Let's give him a name. Um, 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 he's not a CEO, right? Like those people don't usually call themselves CEOs. They call themselves owners, I feel like, yeah? So like, right. let's call him. I always like to use alliteration. Um, hmm. What's a good O name? Owner name? No, like, yeah. So, no, a name that starts with O for, for a guy. I Oliver? decided he's a guy. Oh, Oliver Owner. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Oliver, Oliver Owner. What should Oliver do? Okay. So, the first he needs to, um, he needs to think about why he, he's even, what, why he's even coming to a place where he wants to outsource. Um, outsourcing is very common and it's becoming more and more common with the abilities, you know, with the digital capabilities. But he needs to think about why he would want to outsource. Wants to save then, money. His friend said, save money, go get someone abroad. Right. Oh my gosh, you're paying that person $25 an hour, you could get for five. And right. he doesn't know this, of course. The friend's never done it. The friend has no clue how the thing works. He heard somewhere on a podcast sometime that you can do this. Oh, right. That for five? That's a great idea. That'll save costs. I should totally do that. That's why. He doesn't know anything else about it. So, yeah. So, I, what I would say is that he, he, you know, he needs to take a chance in order to be able to think on, okay, if he could outsource and he wants to save money, um, he needs to understand what is possible to be outsourced, what are the best things to outsource, and then without telling anybody, because you, you never want to say anything, right? Because if you're going to outsource, either you got more work or you're looking to replace somebody. Now, of course, you want everyone to get jobs, but if, it, if it's a question of the business needs to thrive more at the end of the day, it's all about the business growing, right? So if he wants to do that, he maybe, you know, if he can confine in somebody, maybe a manager, or he just even think to himself and just take the time to kind of, you know, figure out what is what work is get, getting done and what could be given over, but without telling anybody yet, because you don't, you never want to say like, you know, you never want to tell anybody you're considering outsourcing um, because you could get backlash sometimes. So once you take you know, once you understand what could be outsourced and then you see what's, you know, in general, and then you see what's getting done in your office, you know, you try to put together 
um, the amount of work that it would take for, let's say, a full-time employee. Let's say you have three secretaries and you have an administrative manager or whatever, and then you found out that a third secretary could be replaced. So what I would say is that if you understand how to outsource and what could be outsourced, um, so I would say is try to put together the amount of, from all the three people, let's say, the amount of work that you know one person can do, but it's more, you know, let's say, I don't like to say simpler work, but it's less um, complex in the sense that, you know, just answering, taking phone orders, um, sending out emails, let's say property management companies, sending out, you know, information for tenants, following up about collections, you know, putting all that together. And then I would say, if you want to do that, then, you know, you have obviously the choices between companies. Of course, I would recommend like an outsourcing company because, you know, you don't want to be busy with this. The last thing you need is an employee to skip work or to just leave on you. And of course, you know, in your office, there is always a risk. But when you outsource overseas, let's say you, you want to do an online employee, your, your risks are huge. So that's what I would say. Let's say a company, you know, let's say like work assisted where we have people, you know, clients who come to us that just want sometimes one employee, three employees, and they want, they don't want to do anything crazy. They want to give the order, but the last thing they need is to have more problems. Forget about even with the recruiting and training. Let's say if she gets pregnant, she gives birth, they get married, who knows what happens, right? They don't want to be busy with that. And especially if it's done online because there are so many complications can happen. They're going to say, oh, where's all the information? So they're going to have to pay them. Like, so they would pay you and all of that payment stuff would be taken care of instead of having to figure out how to get money international and the currency exchanges and from all that. From A to Z, from A yeah. to Z. Everything like would be that. handled. And the last thing you need is to start worrying about, oh, where's my virtual employee today? You know? Yeah, no, this is a good plug. I like this. This is a good plug for your company. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's a great idea. And I think it, it does. I know for me, like I mentioned my experience, um, had I worked with a company that did all the oversight and training, or had I realized that if I don't do that, I need to do way more oversight and training, I, I probably would have been way better off. Cool. That right. was awesome. So yeah. as you know, um, uh, we now want to hear what your current struggle is, right? Because you obviously like, this has been quite a journey, right? And over 120 people in the Philippines. Um, what's a current business struggle at the, at the level that you've hit now? Right, so that, that's a great question. Um, as funny as it sounds, um, my biggest struggle right now is, is focus. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, because, you know, we're, we're growing really fast and, um, well, there's, there's just so many things that we want to do. And there's so many um, different, you know, I've hired, I've hired a CMO, I've hired you know, a chief marketing officer, I've hired um, managers over there. Um, since they, they are cheaper over there, of course, I was able to even hire more staff. And we have a lot of staff members, which means that the chances for, for delegating or even, you know, the ability to do that is even more for me. As fun, so with all that being said, and I have all these staff, um, focus is still is still a struggle for me um, because, and my, the problem is is that I'm trying to right now like take on so many things, and like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially the ones that want to outsource, and and in general, uh, focus is always a hard thing because the question is that where do you go next? What do you do now? You know. What's, so what's helping me personally is that I have a mentor who I talk to that kind of just helps me refocus myself 
but my mentor is not always there for me because he has, has his own businesses. He is, they have, you know, mentors are always busy, um, which is how they got in the position of becoming a mentor, right? So what I do to help me focus is sometimes I stop myself during the day and then I reassess myself of what was my main goals for the day today and where, what do I have to get done still? Um, and then am I on the right track? Am I doing right? I have my small tasks for today and then I have my few big missions I'm trying to get taken care of. Uh, we're trying to work on high levels of, uh, you know, help even more, let's say with customer service. We're trying to go into artificial intelligence and data science and all these fancy things because we're trying to get ahead of the trend. And it's because we're going so far, like I have to keep my head in the game there. And then also I try to, you know, connect with clients sometimes, even though we have a people who handle the clients, but I always try to keep up the relationships and we're trying to work with brand managers and partnerships and all these things. It's, it's hard sometimes to keep yourself focused, right? And so, you mentioned and a wife, happy. so it sounds like you have a family too. Yes, <laughs> with wife and the kids. Um, well, that's of course, right? How so many kids? I have two kids. Cool. How old are they? So I have a, uh, a three-year-old. He's Ben. So, <laughs> but he's not going to be Ben on the bed. Cause... No, definitely not. Um, as of now, he's all over the place. And then I have a little girl. Her name is Panina. She's 10 months old. Oh, and... so fun. Yeah, so they're, uh, they're definitely pretty energetic. And tinies, two tinies. Very tinies and balancing the, all the stuff going on at work and at home. It's a lot to balance. But that's why if you want to, especially also if you want to have that work-life balance, mm -hmm. which is always important and entrepreneurs don't do enough of, um, it's, it's focus is the biggest thing. And while, while it is a struggle, I've done very well with, with it because I work on it so much and it's really helped me move forward. But the only thing I would say with struggles that with, with focusing is that definitely get that mentor and then always, you know, say like, am I on that right path? Am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, could I give this over? Could I have someone else handle this for me? Right. So that's, you know, even sure. though I have the, the outsourcing company, I still focus is always a big thing. <laughs> I totally hear that. So can I give you a tool that, that we use with our elite clients? Um, I love it. So we do, um, one of the packages that I've been doing for years actually is a work-life balance package. It's part of our systems package. Like when we do a systems and operations overhaul in a small business, part of that is the, the personal, um, sometimes I just call it the work-work balance right? Like I'm not looking to manage someone's personal life. Um, but if you get your work, work balance in order, which is what should I do when, how often and how, and who else should do it and all of that stuff. And um, how do I manage my day? Then you have time for your family afterwards. Uh, so we have, like, I would love that. that. That sounds like amazing. Did you make so, that just for me? <laughs> I made it just for you. I made it for, for people just like you, right? right? I'm doing this 10 years. So That's everything amazing. that I've built has basically been not by request, right? It's, it's cause a client is dealing with something. And so we, we devise a solution for it. So I'll give you one of the, the, the bigger tools that we use. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and we work backwards. We do, we do first like the broad goal setting, right? So I call it like the GRVP goals, roles, values, priorities. So we do this very broad setting of like, what do I want my life to look like? What's most important to me? Yeah. And then we start to pin it down. We make three pronged goals, um, based on, lifestyle, financial, and service. What do I want to be doing? How much money do I want to be earning? Revenue and profit. And how flexible do I want to be? How many hours do I want to work? We kind of balance it to make sure that it, that it all fits. And then we break it down backwards and we make a plan for it. Yeah, so that, that's kind of the big picture. But I want, I want you to have like a tactical thing. So here's a cool tactical that's thing. That's really great. Weekly 
and daily having your goals in categories, right? So, um, and something I'm doing right now, even for me, is having three weekly goals, which are a little bit bigger, one business, one personal, and one based on whatever like biggest project I have, right? So, and, and here's the thing about focus. You can't have more than one biggest project, then it's not the biggest, okay? There's only <laughs> one. So you got to choose one right now that's the most important, right? Because being an adult, it's not about um, choosing between what's important and unimportant. It's about choosing between what's important and more important. So you pick your right. most biggest. And so, you know, every week as you're working on that, you've got a goal in there, then you've got a general business and a personal. And then every day I do, and I don't even know where I got this. I've modified this from a bunch of things that I've been learning. I do what I call my top seven, right? Three business, right. three personal, one bonus that could be in either category, depending what's more weighty. And I'll find sometimes and I do this every night. Um, okay. I'll be transparent. There are some nights that I skip, but I do it almost every night. Um, some nights I skip because I know I didn't, I didn't do everything the day before. So I know that I have the same one for the next day, but that's, but that's part of it. But I have, a, oh, I have so many of these systems. I have something called the four D's four dots that I've been doing for years. I got a lot of the stuff. Um, but, I, but the, the tool is I, you can do either or, or both the top three for the week. Um, and then have, have a check-in with yourself, with another person that's like scheduled on those three. And, and every day when you have a quiet moment, every day as you're planning your day, make sure that you're covering those top three, that they're marked out, right? I don't work off a to-do list, I work off a calendar. But when I set my goals, when I set my wow. tasks, I make sure they're plugged in somewhere so that right. they happen. I don't work, and, and this is something I've been learning. Um, the most productive people do not work off a to-do list. And, and when I learned that, I was so excited because I already worked off a calendar, but I started doing it even more because if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. If it's not scheduled somewhere in, how am I ever going to get to it? I mean, it's also because my life's insane, but like, I'm really not going to, I don't have open time to do stuff. Like my whole day is scheduled. So right. plug it into a calendar, but every night make your top seven and, and if it's too many, top five. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then plug it into a calendar because there's gotta be a process. You take the same right. kind of skills that you use for operations and you put it on your life. And again, this is a little too regimented for some people. Great guys do a top three each day. You didn't reach them. So I have a whole other system for that, but I don't want to confuse you. Um, there's a whole other system for if something's not getting done, what do we do? How do we go back? How do we make sure that it gets done if you're not getting done? So you, because most to-do lists just become like to-don't lists. Like here's all the things that I thought of doing that I thought were important that I never did, right? And that's unhelpful, right? So at whatever scale you can handle. I like top seven, seven is just my favorite number, um, but you can do your top three each day. That's great. You can do your top five. I like odd numbers because I like you that you'd have categories and I like breaking down personal and business. Like I'll find sometimes when I'm sitting at night, like I've got 10 things I need to do for the business. And I'm like personal, like I think I'm fine. And then I'm like, no, you know, this is the framework to make sure you don't get out of balance that you're always yes, taking care of it. Cause I've worked with so many business owners at the later stages, you know, they're multimillionaires and their health is a mess and the relationships are a mess and their, their, their life is a wreck. They got a lot of money. And they're going to spend it all to clean up their life. <laughs> it's all about the priorities. You need to be able to prioritize. That's really yeah. great. Sounds like a great system. Yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. Wow. Oh, this was so much fun. I feel like we could talk for a lot longer. Um, and maybe we will. And maybe we will. So, Aaron, tell everybody where they can look, learn more about, I was trying to say find you and learn more and look for you all at the same time, um, where they can learn more about work-assisted and... Uh, and find out more about your services. 
Yeah, so uh, you can go to uh, workassisted.com. You'll check out, you can check out the website. Um, so it's work assisted, like A-S-S-I-S-T-E-D. People sometimes get confused with that. So you, ch you can check out the website and um, there's information over there. You can check me out on LinkedIn. You can put in Aaron Klein or work assisted. You'll probably be able to pull me up and I'm um, happy to connect from there. Awesome. So guys, check out Aaron. I'm actually going to be checking out his stuff. Um, and Aaron, as you may or may not know, at the end, I like to surprise my guests and ask for a quote because I love quotes. It does not have to be your favorite one of all time, although it can be. Um, but kind of like, you know, little piece of consolidated wisdom to send everyone on their way today. So a quote, a quote. Um, I, I mean, I, it's <laughs> to have a quote. Um, it, it's might not be so catchy, but it's something that rings in my head every day. Um, because I heard a story of someone once put it up in the office and all over the office. And it was a, a, a it was a quote said, make things happen. Um, it, it just really resonated with me because at the end of the day, um, I always want output and I don't want to just work hard. I want to work smart and I want to make sure that if I'm here to do something, I want to make sure I make it happen. Not that I just, you know, work for 10, 15 hours a day and uh, just come out with nothing. So minute, just make things happen was, was something that resonated with me tremendously. I like that a lot. I think that's a great quote. I like that all yeah. and it really resonates with the thing that you're talking about with your struggle, which is supposed because you want to make so many things happen. So yes, yes, yes. And I want to make sure I walk out with something. And segment you know? and, and track and yeah. It's, it's exactly. you know, it's, it's the whole part of goal setting. It's actually what we kick off our course with. The first module is setting goals and benchmarks and strategies um, because otherwise everything I teach you, where does it go? Right? We always got to be in line with where we're trying to end up. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a big deal just to do something about it. And if you have the opportunity to do something with it, don't just leave it hanging. Um, don't just work for so many years and just walk out with nothing. Make sure you walk out with something. 100%. Love it. This was great. So guys, if you go to sdran.com slash 69, you will find the notes on this show. You'll find the link to find Aaron's website, to find him on LinkedIn, and this very nice quote of make things happen. And I would like to ask you to grow our subscription list, right? For a while, I was telling you to leave me a review. Those have been amazing. Thank you super much. Feel free to leave one if you want. But right now, what I would like you to do in gratitude for the amazing episode you just listened to and all the fantastic wisdom you've got, I am sure that you know someone who needs to hear this. I'm sure you do. Maybe they're already a subscriber. Fantastic. Maybe they're not. Even more fantastic. Send them this link. Share the love and the wisdom. Make sure they don't make the same mistake I made when I first outsourced. Let them learn all of the ABCs of outsourcing their staff from this episode. Share the love post it on your socials, tell everyone that they've got to know this, or just tell that certain someone who you think needs to know about it. And we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?